What's up? <clears throat> it's me, C. Adversity. The C stands for Contro. Um, real quickly, quickly, fuck that word up. Real quickly, I wanted to discuss something that I was thinking about that crossed my mind. So I figured I'd record it for the podcast and for the YouTube. Wanted to discuss rapper chains. It's um, one of those things. If you're watching this video, you see me looking around for shit because I'm rolling up my blunt and I need certain things. Um, so yeah, rapper chains. Want to discuss because uh, I'm out here in Southern California, Los Angeles area. Um, I've been in the industry for a long time, and I've seen a lot of chains and just rapper jewelry in general. Um, and I, I'm in the uh, jewelry district a lot, where there's oh shit, almost knocked <laughs> all that weed over. Damn. Um, I'm in the jewelry district a lot where these artists get their chains made or where jewelers get their their diamonds from or where um, the custom orders are sent to. Like a lot of times you're like you're walking to a jewelry store for something custom and they don't do it there. They send it to someone who does the custom work. Like they're not making these chains on that first floor of the jewelry store that you walk into where they've got it all displayed. Uh, at least like down here <clears throat> chances are it's somebody on another floor because like the jury buildings are all tall as shit like as tall as loft buildings but there's no one living in them it's all jewelry stores just like hundreds and hundreds of jewelry stores most of the general public only has access to the first floor but if you've got if you know some people or you're buying wholesale or you know what I'm saying you've got money like that then you'll go to the other floors or if you're just in the know it's not even necessarily about money all the time it's sometimes just about knowing where the good jewelry shit is anyway so um i've always been fascinated with chains as a kid i think it started with the death row pieces um that was probably my favorite piece as a kid just to see around someone's neck it really to me it really symbolized Oh, that's a crew. That's you're with them. Uh, before that, I can't think of anyone who had like big crews that had the chain. Not saying that they didn't exist, but I couldn't. I can't think of any big crews that had chains. So, um, I've always been fascinated by the rapper chain and the int- intricate details that go into the actual design of a good chain, like. Like the death row chain. The man sitting in a death row chair on the chain. That was a good chain. The cash money, just the dollar sign, the pendant, and just the way everyone had it. I like that everyone had their own their own shit. But anyway, so we're at, uh, we get to a point where it's like, okay, you're not a rapper if you don't have it. Where's your chain? I just seen Blueface going off on another artist who was like, who got signed, but he didn't have a, no chain. Blueface was trying to explain that people might not take him serious because he didn't have a chain. Now, it sounds stupid and superficial, but that the a lot of like fans are gonna, I will look at you like, yo. 
oh, you don't look the part of a rapper. Are you really a rapper? It's like, oh, you're a rapper? Oh, okay. You just don't want a job, basically. So the change is supposed to low-key signify that you're doing something, that you've got some power and some money behind you and your movement. It's supposed to say that you're getting money. We're supposed to look at your chain and think, oh, diamonds, gold, platinum. This man is getting money. His music career is going well. I want to be around that guy. He's going to be around a while. Look at him. He's flossing and stunting and whatever other word you want to throw in there. But a lot of the times... Like, the chains don't aren't worth what they look like they're worth. Like, these jewelers are giving you, like, rhodium chains that are, like, heavily dipped in silver or gold or platinum. But the actual base metal is, like, not any of the shit that you think you're paying for. It's some really, it's honestly cheaper shit. And then they're charging you three four five times what it's actually worth or what the actual sale value is because you're not going around and checking you're you've been following this jeweler you've seen him do a couple other chains for guys in the city but those guys in the city aren't telling you that those chains are five hundred dollars if you run up on them they tell you yeah this is thousands this is racks this is fifty thousand oh this is a house on my neck, oh, this is a house on my wrist, this is a car on my earlobes, and the fucking chain be fucking $500. How do I know this? Because I speak to these Jews. I saw, I would see niggas, I'm not even gonna say what big crew they was part of, but I was seeing these niggas, it's like, man, these chains, is, chains is looking nice, man. Like, I'm over here with this other big crew, and this crew, my crew got big ass chains. I need to find me a big chain. They're not going to take me serious as a member of this crew if I don't have a chain. Everybody's got big chains in this crew. This is the chain crew. Matter of fact, Dipset. Best chains in the game is fucking Dipset. If you know me, then you know I don't tolerate any Dipset slander, but that's not the point. Best chains, hands down, whether you like the music or not, is fucking Dipset. So, when I was with Dipset West and... We, there was a big, there was a couple big Dipset West uh, Eagle chains, like the Dipset logo, but it had West at the bottom and just the iced out Eagle. So during that, I was like, fuck, man, I need to get me a motherfucking chain. These are our artists is getting chained up. They going to uh, fucking Ben Baller and getting chained up. So I'm, and then I see this other crew with chains. This other crew, only one of the artists is signed. There's a bunch of other artists there, but none of the artists have deals, but they all have chains. Um, so I find their jeweler. Like, they had posted, they had tagged their jeweler. Found the jeweler's page, go to his page, and I see that he's been making custom pieces for a lot of the artists that we know uh, from out here. So, hit him up. Uh, introduce myself, let them know what I'm trying to do, what crew I'm part of, and we make an appointment, I come by the office, and here he goes, he pulls out the crew chains of that other crew, like, yeah, I made this piece, you know, I can make one of this size, the shit was big, shit was like the size of a fucking Blackberry, um, he's like, yeah, $500, like, what, you mean like $500 down, he's like, no, 
$500 for this whole shit. The shit was fucking iced out. Iced out. The whole thing was visibly set diamonds. Big and gold and platinum. Uh, with the chain. $500. So I was like, man. Led me to investigate. Like, well, fuck. I'm just seeing this man all over everywhere with this shit. He just giving his crew five chains and no distribution, no albums, just mixtapes. Started having me looking at other people's chains, like hmm, and other people's jewelers. And then you find out that that this jeweler doesn't like that jeweler because they stole this client because they told them they could do a cheaper item, but they didn't do a cheaper item. They didn't do it for cheaper. They did a shitty thing. They did that rhodium shit that's dipped in the other shit and. So that they didn't like it with some real shit. You don't know till you go to the next jeweler and he put the diamond tester on your shit and you asked out. Looking stupid. Um, but them $500 chains look just as good as everybody else's chain. Like when you put, you get on the red carpet, like the way, the way a smartphone camera light hits these chains will have you thinking this shit is fucking beautiful, flawless, awesome. And you get on the red carpet with these niggas and you can hear how fucking light that sh- that fucking pen it is. Shit's crazy. Just dumb, stupid light. For no reason. Um, and then don't let them have five, six of them shits on. Three of them got pendants. The rest don't. Just a bunch of fucking chains. It sounds like empty soda cans around their neck. And it's a lot of that around the industry. And when I started to go around doing shows and shit... The sound, I just, I would just hear the sound in places like, oh, clinking, clink, clinking, clink. Like, oh man, it's fucking rapper chains behind me somewhere. And I, sure enough, I turn around and there's a nigga there with some middle of the mall chains on. I used to think that custom meant pricey. Doesn't. Custom just means custom. I got my son a chain for Christmas. That looks just like these all these other chains. He looked like the Migos when he put it on. It didn't cost me nothing. So when you see me, you've seen me with the same necklace on for years, like five years. I'd have it on right now, but I can't find it. Like I got some other chains and took that one off finally, and now I can't find it. But I've been rocking the same necklace for uh Damn, like seven years now. Now I think about it, man. So, and I never got the big like custom piece from that guy. I never got the five hundred dollar piece because when I thought about it, I was like, man, I'm doing this just to look like I got this, but I don't have this, so there's no point in doing that. Like, how dumb am I gonna feel getting on and off the bus with my big chain that's five hundred dollars that looks like it's thousands? So. And then you still out, you not me, but like people still go out here and get robbed for these five hundred dollar chains because the niggas jacking you don't think or don't think don't know that it's five hundred dollars. That's you find out a niggas chain is five hundred dollars because you robbed them and you tried to sell that chain and the motherfucker you sell it to is like nigga, this is glass and silver and this whole entire chain whole entire chain is glass and silver oh you thought this was diamonds 
and platinum because the nigga had it on in the video and he was on the red carpet with it. And then the shit fucking spin or some shit. No. Fake as fuck. Fake as fuck. Shit's crazy. Uh, I'm gonna start walking around with the diamond tester on niggas. And we gonna really see what's popping. That's my... That used to be one of my favorite things where they would run up on a nigga and with the diamond tester and put on that watch and fake ice busted niggas. Oh! Love when they first popped up. I should've been on 18. I was a... I uh, would've loved doing that shit. I was a big hater then. I'm not a hater now, but man, I would've loved to run up on a nigga at the BET Awards or some shit at the red carpet. Like, oh, with the diamond tester. Oh! Hmm. I'm gonna go price out a diamond tester right now. Shit, fuck this shit. Y'all ain't listen. I'm just talking to myself. Yo, what's really good? It's C. <clears throat> here. Talking about. Talking about. Here on the next segment on uh, talking to myself. I wanted to get into the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, <clears throat> just wrapped up, it's 10 episode, uh, I guess you can call it a season, it's only going to be this one season thing, this is a documentary about Michael Jordan's last season with the Chicago Bulls in their race to get that sixth ring, <clears throat> Along with some other, some other backstories on Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and Phil Jackson and Steve Kerr, um, just the whole team as as a whole, they had a camera crew follow them around for that entire last season, and this was that footage released along with other footage that would give you the backstory on uh, Jordan and going from college to his draft, his whole issue with. Uh, Jerry Krause, the general manager, um, their issues with the Pistons and Rodman, then Rodman eventually joining the team, Jordan's relationship with Pippen, Steve Kerr, and how he ended up on the the Bulls, Kobe, Kobe and Jordan meeting and their friendship, uh, what else, Isaiah Thomas and MJ's beef, the infamous flu game, which we found out wasn't the flu, it was really food poisoning from some pizza that Jordan got. And the way they explained what happened with the pizza was um, was wild. Well, the way they explained how it came and the presentation of it and the way that nobody else ate the pizza, I wouldn't have ate it either. I can't understand why Jordan would have ate, been the only one to eat that pizza. If everybody else is like, nah, I'm not eating that. And you do? Yikes. Uh, you deserve everything that happened. They tried to warn you. You didn't want no parts of that. Um, I thought it was a really good documentary. It showed another side of Jordan that a lot of people who aren't uh, Jordan fanatics, sports fanatics, didn't get to see. Uh, showed him how hardcore he is with his team, his teammates, and just how focused he was on his sing- his skill as a, a basketball player. And but man, the man could be be an asshole. Um, and there's just a lot of stuff that you don't get to see, especially at the age I was at when Jordan was popping. I'm a little kid. I'm in elementary school, so I don't really know the business of sports and the things that piss players off that make them 
not do the things that they're supposed to do as a player. Like Robin leaving to go to Vegas on a bender with partial approval from the team for an allotted amount of time. It's crazy to me. Nowhere. In, mo- in most jobs, you can't say like, hey, man, I need to go to Vegas. I need some time. So can I get can I get some time off? All right, man, we'll give you 48 hours in Vegas. You got to be back here at your million dollar paying job. So most people don't want to do that. Uh, Robin needs more focus and light shined on stories that he has. Now, they've already done a 30 for 30 with Robin, and that was really good as well. But a, uh, a true Hollywood stories type of thing with Robin where he can just sit there and tell you things that actually happen. And obviously, you've got your team to go do whatever investigative things and or get the witnesses that was there for... Um, to supply like to make sure everything is factual so you know because Robin can ramble on and it, it can all seem like some shit that didn't happen until you get some other like people that, oh no that happened I was here yeah crazy right only Robin um I was a big MJ fan but I was way more like a Rodman growing up in the sense of like I wasn't a great basketball player but my defense was A1 like you're not scoring on me I don't care how tall you are, whatever, whatever is happening, you're not scoring on me now. Am I scoring? Probably not. But I'm definitely getting the ball, and I'm getting it to the person that scores. Hey, I'm a role player. That's why I don't play ball now. Um, Pippin, I don't feel like Pippin got done dirty. Like they laid everything out for you, and then you chose what you chose, and that was the outcome of what you chose. And I feel like he understands that, and he's not bitter about it. But I feel like people the general public just finding out all the details of your deal and why you didn't get the praise you should have gotten or the money you should have gotten it's opening new wounds for fans or i'm sorry opening old wounds for fans might be bothering scotty pippen might not i don't know i'd be okay if i was scotty pippen but then again i don't know what troubles he's had that had he gotten his right dues would have fixed so i don't know I'm still a Jordan fan. I'm actually probably a bigger Jordan fan than I was before, um, just by knowing a little bit more. Like, I knew a lot, but there's also a lot that I didn't know. So, that was great, because I was just way too young when he came out to really understand all of it and get into all that. So, to see what really happened with his dad and the death surrounding his dad, because uh, in my mind as a kid, it was just kind of a one-day thing. I didn't understand he was missing, and it was in the news like that. And then they found his body, and then you understand. I did, I just thought, hey, he got carjacked, and he got killed in the midst of be like rest, being at a rest stop. I didn't know it was like a manhunt type of thing. Um. So, but overall, really good documentary. Doesn't change my opinion on Jordan at all. Probably a little bit better of opinion of him in my mind now. Um, I was surprised to not see anything from his ex-wife who he was married to during his entire career uh they had his two sons and daughter on the last episode but not mixed in throughout the other 10 episodes from what i can remember uh so i thought that was interesting not to have her on for drama just to shine some light on possibly what it's the difficulties of having to take care of kids during someone's illustrious career and not being able to go out in public and not have your actual kids be in the Space Jam movie or in someone else playing you in the Space Jam movie. Uh, I would have liked to have known her 
view on that. Good documentary. I suggest everybody watches it. I have uh, ESPN Plus as part of my Disney Hulu package because I'm a parent and I need all of those things. So uh, I watched it all. I might watch it again. But right now I'm going to cut this segment short and uh, we'll get into the next thing. Let's take a quick break. Or am I just talking to myself? Alright, so we're on our last segment of this episode, Talking to Myself, Episode 9. want to go into some uh, social media marketing. Since we've been on lockdown, I've been watching what people have been doing and predicting what people should be doing uh, during this lockdown. If you're someone who's a brand or has a product and brand, you should definitely be on all the social media apps and sites posting several times a day with a healthy schedule of brand new content on a regular basis. Gary Vee is going to tell you to put out 64 pieces of content across all of the social media apps like uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, etc. Um, between all of those and some others that I probably forgot, you should be posting a total of 64 pieces of content between um, quotes, videos, links, add to cart, swipe ups, etc. All those different types of things. Master that. Um, and if you don't know how to use those things, there is somebody that will teach you how to do it, myself included. Um, I've been noticing a lot of people stepping up their TikTok challenges and. Uh, they're, you guys are pretty entertaining. Uh, Jason Derulo, I do not, I'm not a big Jason Derulo fan um, for my own reasons. I won't get into. Mm. Um, but he's been pretty entertaining on TikTok. What has not been entertaining is all of, a lot of these uh, YouTubers having to switch to like a IG Live or a Zoom format, and it's. It's gotten to the point where I'm just tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing my favorite uh, online shows switch to a uh, two-person thing or a multi-camera setup where everybody's home. It's comfortable. The audio's not excellent. Um, it's cool with like here and there, but everyone's doing it now, and everybody's popping up with an IG talk show or some kind of thing, trying to maximize their Instagram, and it's not for everybody. And it's becoming uh, redundant because now I you automatically are not going to start watching people's things now just like we don't watch everybody's before this uh, pandemic and lockdown we didn't watch everybody's lives IG lives I'm sorry not like regular lives everyone's IG lives you know how that notification pops up whenever everyone goes like live or whatever we are so used to skipping it now we're, we're watching everybody's shit or at least we were at a point and now we're back to being tired of everybody's shit. But a lot of people are just stumbling onto it, just learning how to use it. And it's, it's going to become extra, extra redundant. And then it's going to kill the, the platform. Remember when MySpace was the biggest thing out there because of their unique layout and platform until Facebook came along with a better, unique platform? 
and that's all it's going to take what's going to be the new IG or whatever the new Snapchat the new Twitter remember when Vine was a big thing Vine was huge and now it's not a thing at all there's been rumblings of a Vine like 2.0 I've been hearing that for like two years though, so for the last two years I've been hearing there's going to be a new Vine and there isn't um, but point of this whole thing being is you need to be stepping up your social media presence your online presence in general show your face if you're inside obviously I don't have my mask on when I'm recording videos outside uh, I try to do it with the mask on because I don't want people in my comments talking shit like oh um, that's going to be the first thing that people point out um, so I've been being across my different because I've run multi multiple multi I run multiple brands and Instagram accounts so I've got to get into the habit of posting on a more consistent basis daily um, in different forms of content not using the same content across all the different accounts uh, not using the same content even on the same account but not using posting it the same way on Instagram that I do on Facebook like don't post something on Instagram and just hit the Facebook and Twitter button go post it individually to Facebook Posted individually to Twitter in its own format. That that works best for that site. Like the square video works better for your Instagram feed than it does for your Instagram stories, obviously. And it's the same with translating footage from Twitter to Facebook to Snap. All of those measurements are different. So if you don't have the right, it'll be cut different. So uh, get your shit together. This quarantine is ongoing and if you plan on making money as a brand and as a small business or just with a product in general you've got to step up this presence you've got to be more visible take out some ads uh tiktok ads are like five dollars a day snapchat ads five dollars a day facebook ads whatever you set the budget for the uh, youtube ads i believe are like fifty dollars and up so get your ads on man talk to some influencers that have good turnaround study their actual numbers and don't get caught up with people who are buying followers to become influencers that don't have the actual uh likes and interactions with the followers to support the numbers that they have millions of followers we're getting like 20 likes on a picture unless you know that something's going on find you someone who's not trying to charge up the ass for their promo and isn't promoting every single thing that comes across their plate. See how much their uh, their fans and followers or whatever they want to refer to them as actually interact, buy, click, click on bio, etc. And um, man, work out some business. Get your followers up and then turn around and do the same thing to other people. Charge them to post their content. Uh, I got a couple uh, meme accounts that I have started that I am running to build up and will eventually turn it into some kind of other page once it's built up its following for its hilarious things. I needed that because I've been posting funny stuff on my, got my hand on the camera, uh, I've been posting funny stuff on my C.Versi account and I want that to be more towards uh, music. Some there are some things that I come across that are funny that don't necessarily align with my views. So um, I can put them on a page that doesn't that's not associated with me that just posts memes that are aligned to a certain theme, build up that following, and rebrand that page as something else.
that is uh, all I have for you today. Make sure that you follow. <laughs> Make sure that you follow me on all forms of social media. I am C Diversity C D O T B E R S Y on everything. Uh, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. On YouTube, this is Best Coast TV. Uh, whatever you're hearing this on, like, subscribe, comment, uh, share, repost. Uh, or am I just talking to uh, myself? Thank you.